0: did tiger woods cheat in the hero world challenge everybody's talking about it did he cheat let's tee it up welcome to data access golf your home for rapid golf improvement and now from the thin air of the rocky mountains next on the number one tee your host aaron stewart Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf. Appreciate you being here. Yeah, this is a topic that just doesn't seem to want to die. And the whole question of whether Tiger Woods cheated or not while he was playing his second round on November 30th at the Hero World Challenge, sort of set up the shot. He had been moving around pretty well. I think he was 200 par at the time and he just kind of flailed a tee shot out, went into the native area, Kind of got stuck up in a, I guess they are calling it a palmento bush or something like that, but you could kind of see it sort of balancing on one of the, the fronds and in the sand, and Tiger Woods is down on his knees trying to figure out how to hit it. He's choked way down on his club, and then he he doesn't have a whole lot of space where he can take the club back and make some sort of shot at it, so he kind of does this little jabby move at it. The ball comes out, rolls across the, the native area of the sand, and gets back out on, on the rough, and... Turns out, as they ran, and if you kind of listen to everybody talking about it, when they show the shot, they're from behind Tiger, and you see the club move, you see the ball roll out. It's a a really fast motion, and it just looked like he knocked the ball, and it rolled out, right? So be it. Um, But they then, you know, show from a different angle and start showing HD slow-mo, and you can see that as he hits the ball, um, the ball stays on the face, the double hit, or the carry, was not discernible to the naked eye. So that's one. If it's not discernible to the naked eye, we can't use HD video to do this, you know, to to investigate any longer. So it wasn't discernible to the naked eye. I I didn't see it move either. It just looked like a golf shot. just looked like he, he did the best he could to take the club back. He slammed at it, and he knocked it forward, and it went forward, and you couldn't tell with the naked eye. So at that point... And, and then they asked Tiger, hey, did you feel it? Did you feel like it hit a double hit? And Tiger's like, no, I didn't feel anything. It just seemed like a normal hit to him, which it would, right? It looks like the club kind of hits the ball, and there's like that palm frond between the ball and the club. And then so it doesn't really, he feels the, the hit, but, right? Boom, the hit, and then nothing else. He doesn't feel another hit, which you wouldn't because it's more carried. So Tiger doesn't feel anything. At that point, folks, it's over. No, he didn't cheat. It's done. The rule's pretty clear. You couldn't see it with the naked eye. Tiger Woods couldn't discern it because he didn't feel anything. And again, if you look at, and I've heard some people say, well, he should have seen it. Well, no. If you look at the video and watch him, his head, as we are all taught when we are very, very small, is looking where the ball is. And he doesn't look out at the ball until it's it's almost made it to the rough. It's rolled across the sand and it's moving. So Tiger, there's no way for him to pick it up with the naked eye either. He's not watching the ball. Nobody does. Nobody follows the ball. Maybe Hendrick Stenson, right? Annika Sorenstam. Maybe they see the ball as it's moving from the club. club. But none of the rest of us do. And Tiger definitely didn't in this situation either. Okay? So over. It's done. It's completely done. I mean, we could go into arguments. I heard... Hank Haney and whoever his co-host I heard them talk about it for thirty minutes, and it was um they were discussing you know once they would have seen it, they would have put a penalty on themselves and uh, all this stuff and i I'm just kind of like i don't I don't get it, right We either play by the rules or we don't, and I do believe that intent matters now this this whole word of intent has gone. Monkey ape crazy in the golf world, right because when they changed the rules for the long putter that we couldn't anchor it to our chest anymore, and we couldn't anchor anything anywhere anymore. you've got <laughs> Bernard Langer now who um is you know kind of pulling the the club out a little bit, not anchoring it to his chest, and so there's this whole but it it says you know on there it says in the rules that that intent matters in in that particular case, well, okay. So intent now has been introduced into golf a little bit differently than it was in the past, right? You could, you could say in the past, hey, I didn't intend to do that. And if you broke the rule, too bad, that's it. But in this particular case, Tiger had no intent either. So I can see somebody after the fact, if Tiger had intended to cheat, had it had in his mind that he was going, there's no way he could hit this. So what he was gonna do is try to carry it and flip it out. Then, yes. Then I would think, okay, he broke the rules of golf. He intended to break the rules of golf. And so, yeah, then we should talk about it more. But when he had no intent, didn't try to, didn't do it, then, and, and we couldn't discern it with the naked eye, then it's over at that point. Those are the rules with, within we play right now. So that's done. And in, in a couple weeks from now, the double hit won't even be a penalty. Right? So that adds a whole nother interesting aspect to it all is that it's not gonna be that, that shot, even if it was picked up on HD, even if it was discernible by the naked eye, is not gonna count as a double hit. It was one swing and then the ball left. Not a double hit anymore. Right, so that's a whole different issue. so when it when it comes to this whole idea of intent, I think it matters. Right? I was thinking about intent and how we've sort of messed this word up a little bit, but it matters in a lot of things. I, I was thinking about my, my daughter yesterday was playing field hockey, and she was playing around, and she accidentally, the stick went up, and there was a, a kid behind her, and she hit the kid in the face, right? Now, hitting a kid in the face with hockey sticks, a field hockey stick's not great, right? He burst into tears. He started crying. She went over, apologized. He wouldn't accept her apology. There was a little whatever going on over there, a bunch of drama, right? Okay, so that's one thing. How do I feel as a parent? Well, you know what? I wish she hadn't hit him in the face, right? That, that first and foremost, that, you know, you don't want your kids hitting other kids in the face, whether it's an accident or not. But then I appreciated the fact that she did realize that she hurt, even though it was an accident, she hurt him. She went over and apologized, tried to. He wouldn't accept her apology, whatever. So as a parent, I say, okay, she didn't intend to hit him. She did take steps to try to make it right and apologize, I'm okay with that whole situation. Now, now turn it over. She's playing field hockey. The kid's being a bit of a jerk, starting to bug her. She gets angry. She hauls off and smacks him in the face with her stick. Okay, now I got a problem, right? As a father, the intent's totally different, outcome's the same. She hit the kid in the face with a hockey stick. So we got a problem there. But her intent makes all the difference in the world to me as a parent. I think it makes all the difference in the world to a lot of folks. So intent does matter. We try to keep it out of golf sometimes. I know they've introduced it with the long putter rule, but we're trying to keep it out, but intent does matter. Now, when it comes to the rules of golf, who, that that becomes a difficult thing because the rules are different depending on what you're playing and how you're playing. So that brought up an interesting question in my head. For example, when you're going out and playing, I've gone out and played with my buddy Thane, who I'm happy to say has agreed to do a, a be a guest, uh, be a guest on the podcast. So we'll have him in the next few days. He's a fascinating guy. He has a lot of cool things to say about golf. So it'll be fun to talk to him. But he, he's a, a very deep thinker. So it's fun to talk golf with Thane. But anyway, so if, if Thane and I are out on a on a match, and this has happened, and we come up on his ball, and his ball is sitting next to a tree, and there's some roots exposed and different things. I'm going to have him pull away from that, no penalty, no nothing, and keep playing on. The rules of golf would say he has to play where it lies, but we're playing each other in kind of a match. And so then I believe I have the right to overrule those rules and say, no, bud, pull that out and let's continue to play on. But then goes to this whole thing, okay, what about your handicap? So I realize that that becomes a bit of a mess. But when it comes to getting hurt, I don't really care thing continues to play on. I think the law of averages would be if he picked up a stroke there rather than hitting um, a root and breaking a wrist, I'm okay with that. Hope everybody who's establishing a handicap is okay with that kind of stuff. Hopefully, right? I, I had a big rant about handicaps yesterday, so I don't want to contradict myself too much. We want to be honest with our handicaps, even though handicaps, the way they're being used right now, aren't being used properly, in my opinion. So um, anyway, so that's the whole point of intent. What did you intend to do? As far as the rules of golf go, I am so thankful that we are getting away from all the HD. I am tired of having tournaments decided by people sitting at home, right? I realize that that might be a way to bring people in, but I'm telling you, that whole Lexi thing, when she lost that tournament from somebody who called in from, I it was from South Korea. Somebody called in and and then uh, you know she loses, that's not cool. That whole thing was not cool. Completely not cool. We could get into the ball marking, we can get to all that. But I do think when you're looking at rules that are being broken, we have to to be a little bit more flexible because of we and we need to take into consideration intent. Now that goes into you'd hope that in the game of golf you don't have just a big bunch of fat you know big bunch of fat cheaters, but we do, and those are the sandbaggers we were discussing yesterday. So in this particular case, Tiger Woods he did not cheat. Rule eight rule eighteen four said he didn't cheat. You couldn't pick it up without the naked eye. So that's over. Let's stop talking about Tiger Woods and whether he cheated or not. He did not. If you want to go talk about his drop at the master's, if you want to talk about anything else, fine. That's a whole different discussion. But as far as this one goes, hopefully we can stop talking about it because it is it is much ado about nothing. And I realize we've got lots of stuff that we need to talk about in order to keep our golf programs going, but this should not be one of them. And here I am talking about myself. So, you know, let's move on. Anyway, um... So it goes back to this. If, if you have intent to cheat, then we should all have a problem with that. But if you have no intent to cheat and you don't know any better or you didn't know it happened, then I have no problem saying, that's fine, let's keep playing. Straight up, let's keep playing. So hopefully that, I don't know if that helps or hurts, but if we stay within the rules and we play by the rules, Tiger did not cheat, sandbaggers do cheat, and let's try ourselves to not cheat. Does that work? So anyway, thanks for joining in. Short one today. Um, Appreciate it very much. Um, Always, as always, better data and better rules and better understanding of the rules always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.